Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we have lots of friends with us today. <laughs> I like friends. <laughs> Define friends. <laughs> Define hey. Friends. I have them. <laughs> I like the qualifier might. <laughs> this so, is a council of friends. Yeah. Of friends. This is our like council. That. So this is our giant Star Wars episode that we've been teasing for a long time. And so I think we should start by just having everybody go around the table. We're at, we're sitting at a table, and we're sitting themselves. at a table at Megaplex Jordan Commons. Right, this is their like executive administration room where we're supposed to feel like we're adults, but then they filled it with candy and popcorn and Star Wars bins <laughs> and Star Wars cups. If you ever need to do anything cool, you need to do it at the Megaplex. I I mean, we're in the executive office. I feel like we're taking over the Megaplex. Just like, we are. Just Sl- we're over. slowly taking yeah. over. <laughs> Megaplex is my favorite. And Jordan Commons is my favorite Megaplex theater. Aww. I love it. So this is exciting. So we're going to start here. My name is Sean Ray. I am one of the hosts of Comic Church. Um, you can find us at petertingle.org. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's, right. yes. How did I That's the best. This? Yes. Wow. I have questions. <laughs> we, we, try to, that. we try to keep it along the, you know, the bound of spirituality and comics and movies and you know, we try to keep it fun and it's, it's good. It's been fun. Awesome. Hello, my name is Caitlin Booth. I am the editor in chief at Bleeding Cool and co-host of the Nerd Dome podcast. You can find me writing about all the film stuff over on Bleeding Cool. You can find Nerd Dome Podcast at nerddomepodcast.com and me on Twitter at Katie's Movies. Uh, hi, I'm Mark Woodring, um, the principal host of the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. You can find us at vsmoviepodcast.com. Twitter, same thing. Facebook, same thing. We love all movies all the time. Geeky television, you name it, we'll cover it. We'll talk about it probably to your detriment. <laughs> Love it. Uh, hi, I'm Stefan Watson, uh, founder and host of the Crack Brain Podcast and uh, the What You Make in Podcast. Uh, you can find us over at thecrackedbrain.com, or you can also find me usually being a, a background voice in most video games that are getting ready to come on out. So you yeah. started a new podcast. Yeah, the the What You Make in Podcast. Yeah. So it's. Cool. It's been fun. You better be on that podcast or you're in deep trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and that was recorded. Yeah. It's always nice to start on a positive this, note. <laughs> this threatened awesome. This Welcome may be, to our show. This may be why you don't have friends, Val. <laughs> That's a totally different show. I'm going to need a couch. Can I just say, you might have like the coolest radio voice. <laughs> I, went I didn't think I'd be intimidated, but then you started talking and I was like, okay. Now See, I'm going next. Uh, like, my voice hit this range when I was nine years old. So when everyone is going like, here, 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 and then in the background, here. <laughs> Every substance is like, what is that? So, <laughs> if you were, didn't already tell me you were doing VO, I'd be like, dude, go do VO. I need a new voicemail on my phone. Can you? We'll talk I can do this for you. <laughs> I need somebody to read me bedtime stories. Patrick, why don't you tell everybody right. about you? Here's my lazily attempt to try to introduce myself i'm i'm patrick i'm a guy that likes movies and talking about movies uh you can catch me on youtube uh patrickbadyreviews.com and i'm the host of gaggle geeks podcast patrick just kicked butt at his coverage at sundance oh, yeah. by the way yeah, it was great coverage um, I have... but i mean pestered everybody on social media with tons of major compliments from people that kn- that know me who know that i know you and they're like, wow, he's getting really like good. Is this is this what he's doing now? I said, yeah, I think it's, I hope that's what he's doing now. So good job. <laughs> I lived vicariously you. through you because I did not go to Sundance this year on purpose. Um, <laughs> but hopefully next year I will go back on purpose um, and do something fun as well. We are going to talk about Star Wars Woo! today. This is the first of two segments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's part one. And we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. The saga begins. No, ends. <laughs> well, I know, but the Rise of Skywalker is the end of the saga, Tracy. Why did I let you guys sit next to each other? That never happens. I usually sit in between you. I'll just wheel him over. We just quietly did it and hope nobody would notice until it was too late. There's going to be a slap Success. Fight. All right. We're one high five in, guys. <laughs> one high five so we're in. beginning with the end. There you go. There you yes. go. So I... 
I don't, I read this on Twitter just this morning and, uh, someone tweeted, um, just to let you know, some people really, really enjoyed rise of Skywalker and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's me. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but also going on that same note, I had someone text me yesterday and say, Hey, do you want to go back to the theater and see rise of Skywalker again? I've already seen it three times in the theater. And usually like with force awakens, I saw it like 10 times and I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like, is am I the uh-huh. only one that's... So I when I walked different? out the first time, I really, really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. And I've seen it three times in the theater mm-hmm. now. And it's just all right. Like, I still enjoyed it. It's still Star Wars. And I like any Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. almost. And <laughs> we'll wait till we get to the second <laughs> part of this episode. But, but I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as I wanted to enjoy it, even on the third time. Okay. I um I saw it in our press screening, which was fun. Um, and I kind of walked out and I was like, oh, that was I had pro- I had problems with it, but I was eh, it was all right. And then I had to mentally prepare for cats because we were doing a double. Oh, yeah. oh, I know that was a bad. It was a bad day. Did you like cats more or less? <laughs> cats made me want to hang myself. <laughs> but um, I had already had tickets to see it Thursday night, and everything that day just went wrong. So I was in a spectacularly bad mood when I went to go see it. And when you're on the fence about a movie, this is a word of advice, people. Don't go see a movie you're on the fence about when you're already in a bad mood because every little thing will annoy you. Because I just sat there throughout the entire first act went, freaking lightning, freaking lightning. Why, JJ? Why so much lightning? And like, the and I was like, yay, more lightning! Yay! He can do that? He was like, they said, no lens flares. So he said, fine. Lightning. And I actually had tickets to see it on Friday, and I said to my friend, I was like, I don't think I should go see this movie again, because I'm so worked up about it right now. I need some space from it, and I have not seen it since. Okay. For me to only see a Star Wars movie twice in theaters is very, very rare. And honestly, I think giving myself the space was probably the best thing I could have done, considering yeah. how complicated my feelings for it were. Yeah. That's that's actually really interesting that you said you needed some space, because I think, for me, a part of the problems... I didn't really, really like it, but I did enjoy it. Found, mm-hmm. so, so. I, but I'm not really, really. But part of my problem is that there's, there's no space yes. in yeah. that film. No, yeah. not at all. There's no room to breathe. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I think, and, and and you know, your mood aside, but I mean, that, that's it's a perfect metaphor for for legitimate complaints people may have about the rise of Skywalker is that it is just go. It's not the Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious, but unfortunately, it is, mm-hmm. and so you don't have time to appreciate anything he's trying to lay down. So it was fast, and you were furious. I wasn't. No, I wasn't no, furious. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I could was, resist. I it was, yeah, I was fast. Do this fast. for the next two hours. Fast and, and apathetic. Really, that. I think is, is where I was at. Fast and apathetic. Fast and apathetic. I think that is the name of the ninth Fast and Furious movie, right? Fast and apathetic. I don't know. I, have, I haven't seen. Not one judging through eight. by the fandom, the way they've been reacting on social media for the past twenty-four hours, they're not apathetic. So, they're so they're like, well, there you go. But no, I mean, taken every piece taken in a vacuum. Is really good, but it's just peace, 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 peace. Yeah. It's like, dude, it take a breath. It doesn't <laughs> form a cohesive whole. You need those small, soft character beats between those big action scenes to really make a movie pop. And especially since we've had three, we, we it took three movies for our trio to get together. I wanted more soft moments between our trio because yeah. they're our trio. Mm-hmm. I want to see more moments of them just interacting and I want to see their dynamic and I want to see how they get along, how they don't get along. It's like we didn't get any of that because it was he was trying to cram two movies worth of movie into yeah, one movie. Exactly. That's 100%. It was mm-hmm. like Die Hard 3. I really liked Die Hard 3, but mm-hmm. they didn't know they were going to make Die Hard 4. So they thought, hey, let's just put everything in this movie that we don't think we're ever going to be able to put in a movie again. And as much as you enjoy it, you're like, oh my gosh, that was a lot in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, like you said, but I I had problems. I let myself go through the press screening without paying attention to any of the problems, and I just absorbed it, yep. and I enjoyed it. And then the second time I went and saw it, I was like, okay, I got to put like my critic's hat on, and I got to break it down. And then I gave myself some space from it, just so that I could kind of... I still wanted to enjoy it for a little bit longer. I feel like for the story that they gave us, the three stories, that it did wrap it up really well. And I can't help not comparing it to Endgame because in that same year, we had the end of Mar- of the Marvel Cinematic Universe story that we got. Mm-hmm. And then we have the end of the Star Wars saga as well. 
And as much as there were problems in Endgame, I still feel really good walking away from it. I, I feel good about that. I feel like they, they wrapped up everything I needed to, and then they threw out Spider-Man, which kind of answered the questions that Endgame didn't answer. But I feel with with this movie, I did want a little bit more of the relationship. So I feel like there could have been another movie because we didn't get enough relationship. And I really think there needed to be less spandex. I don't know why, <laughs> but Carrie Russell's costume to me was like the most bougie of um, what's the Power Rangers. And I don't it watch totally the Power Rangers, Power Rangers, but it looks very if you yeah. wanted to take Power Rangers and say, let's make a Power Ranger bougie. <laughs> that was Carrie Russell's outfit. And it kept taking me out of the movie and out of the movie because her helmet is badass. I just used that. The I won't use it again. <laughs> no, that but one's fine. That one's fine. Okay. We'll let that one ride. The helmet was badass. But the costume was like, eh, and, and then we have this lycra we can throw on her. Like, I want, why, that? out of all the things that bother me, that really bothered me a lot. Do we know if she was a bounty hunter with the helmet? Or we're we're, we're going to get more her. backstory with her oh. and Poe. You see, that's the in thing. A book. In a book. It's, it's in a book. Like I, I have stuff to say about that. I don't want to have to read. I don't want to read. I'll voice it for you. That's your bedtime story. That helmet's the only thing protecting her. She is the most open and vulnerable, like, armored character I could have sneezed on her, and she would have fallen over. She was probably in it for five minutes. Immediately from, yeah. Yeah. I just... I I, fi- I just feel like they didn't they gave us her but then they didn't give us enough of her. Same with um, I feel like they yeah. underutilized um, Rose after everything 100%. that went 100%. on the internet. Everything about <clears throat> the internet and them like standing up for her character and her being in the Last Jedi and saying but wait but wait and then they put her in the movie and she's just a bookend. Like I yeah. don't I think she's less time than than. Uh... The other one had. The she got Zoe about as Bliss much had, time. I was going to say, or Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, only in too. the movie because him and JJ made a bet. Yeah, yeah, they made a bet right. over a soccer and game. They yeah. needed exposition oh, God, that still that didn't ever, explain oh, why Palpatine was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, magic, cloning, like, other yeah, synonyms. So little yeah. of Rose. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I I really loved it. I loved um, the aspect. I brought. I related a lot of it to Endgame. I mean, there was a couple scenes, especially the ships when Lando. You know, the whole ship scene and you see everybody, I thought, oh, it's Captain America with everyone behind him. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of little references, but I, I really enjoyed this movie. I left the screening satisfied. I was like, yes. OK, right. I, I, I can I can do that. I can. I'm happy with how they did it and everything like that. It's like he made a list of, OK, I need to do this in the movie. I need to do uh-huh. this. This is a fan. Fate. This is a fan thing. And just went through a list. Um, the continuity is where I'm missing a lot of it. Yes. And that's where. The Marvel has has gotten it right with Kevin Feige is they needed somebody to stand over them and say, not Disney telling them, no, you can't be do this. You can't do this. Well, it, it it felt like with The Last Jedi, they were going in one direction. And the first half of Rise of Skywalker is correcting it and bringing it in a totally different direction. Yeah. Right. And so Last Jedi now kind of stands out in the trilogy is this weird like. It's almost a standalone movie. Yeah. Am I the only one in the, in the room universe. that likes The Last Jedi? No, I no, love, I love, I love Jedi. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like number two my, out of all the Star Wars movies. second or third favorite Star Wars Yeah, movie. And okay, this one really it helped answer some things that were questions in The Last Oh, Jedi. I just saw some people look around. <laughs> <laughs> can we just, there are, can there we are just other say, people like, around this table that need to talk before nobody, I Nobody saw what happened. Let me give the play-by-play. Everybody cheered except for two people who just sweated and... I will not say who they were until they release who they are. I really loved it. And the thing with them being the trio, you go back and watch the original, and they're not really together that much either. Mm -hmm. And so, because I've I've heard that complaint from some people is like, well, I wanted them more together. And I I went back and I watched the originals and I was like, you know, they're really not together much. And when they are, Luke's always like, no, I got to go talk to dad now. And so he takes off. <laughs> go know. talk to dad. You know, so Damn it, trouble. Jeff, with your chocolates on the table. But I, I really enjoyed it. it Don't it, you ever curse someone for chocolates. It appeased me and satisfied me. I mean, Chewbacca is like one of my favorites. And when his pain, I felt his pain. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, when, oh, my when gosh. Died? When oh, Leia that died. When Leia died. And then he That's got, one of those character moments you're talking about that we needed more of. Yes. Definitely need, needed more of, but the continuity thing was one of my. Was anybody issues. else pissed that they did not kill Chewbacca? 
because I would have been mad. Why, the why would so you be mad that they killed Chewbacca? Because, because what, when it what happened, what kind of sick you? pervert <laughs> are you? I think, I think you know, what is wrong with Chewbacca? is the only original that can continue on. Right. Listen, if you disagree with Tracy's opinions, please send your feedback to podcast at movies that make us.com. I are love, you pissed they I, didn't kill Chewbacca? Okay, let me defend I, my I love playing with people and telling them, oh, yeah. This podcast, are you pissed they didn't kill Chewbacca? <laughs> See, the problem that's is... That's it, that's the title. I, I, I tried to avoid social media the best I could, but I believe it was... I don't... I'm assuming all of you guys know who Brian Young is. Uh-huh. He, he posted on Twitter that this movie did justice to Chewbacca, and as soon as hmm. I saw that thing blow up, I'm like, well, he's definitely not dead because... Somebody said that they did justice mm. for Chewbacca, and there's no way that is doing justice for Which Chewbacca. is funny, because yeah. Brian was supposed to be here, and then a week later, Brian was like, stop putting spoilers on social media until this date. And I was like, hey, but you, you just... <laughs> 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 you absolutely unintentionally spoiled that yeah, I don't think just by saying that. But, yeah. but what, I, what I wanted to say... I was going to say, give it, <laughs> we should give you an opportunity Because to. When, when that ship explodes and you think Chewbacca is dead, I thought, okay, they're not messing around. This is the final end game. This is the end of this story. It's the end of nine films. Somebody's going to bite the bullet. Probably a lot of people are going to bite the bullet. And it was kind of this heavy emotional moment. And then it was like, surprise, he's okay. So you're just kind of mad that they teased The fake out. They They missed an opportunity, I think, is really what you They either needed to really stick with it or they shouldn't have even done that. That's my opinion. But to have it be like, oh, there was another another ship and it got away. That's the thing that's so annoying. Finn is sitting there and Finn is looking directly at the ship. Right. Going and then previous shots, that's the only ship There's never a second ship. And so when they bring back Chewbacca, literally five minutes, five minutes after, they couldn't have even given it a half hour. Then this weird John Williams happy music plays, and it's like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Chewbacca's back. That tonal dissonance is kind of hilarious in retrospect because it's like happy John Williams music as he's standing there getting captured. Still a prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's not dead. For me, I took it as like every Star Wars movie that I remember Chewie is getting put in cuffs. In cuffs. And I was just like, yay! It was just like a callback to the Star Wars that I remember as a kid, which I think in my mind, that's what J.J. was trying to do 100%. in yes. Force Awakens. Yes. And um, recently um, I finished the Bob Iger book, which if you like Disney at all, and you you should probably read this book. Um, and then I've been watching all the Imagineering um, stuff on mm-hmm. Disney Plus as I was reading that book, and it kind of follows it, which is really cool. Um, and so when they brought J.J. in, um, it was Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J., and George Lucas all at Skywalker Ranch mm-hmm. talking to George Lucas about what was happening. And originally when Bob Iger bought Lucas Films. He was having lunch with him and his wife and and George Lucas did not want to sell the films yet. He says, I'm not ready, but when I am ready, I want to sell it to you because I saw what you did for Pixar. Um, and I, you know, this is like his kid. Right. And then after The Force Awakens opens, he says, <laughs> quoting without letting anyone know that he's going to say this, is that that movie was like his children being sold into slavery. Oh, wow. That's how much he hated this movie. Um, and when they were sitting around the room, he threw a fit because they didn't pick one of the stories that he wrote. Right. So let's yeah, go yeah. back for a minute. And we're going to talk about this in the next segment as well. But just for this this movie, mm-hmm. if George would have been a part of this movie, do you? how do you think the ending would have gone? Here, I'll voice George, you ask George. I, think, <laughs> I, actually, I actually think I adhering to George's vision is what crippled this movie because they needed an episode 10. Mm-hmm. They needed another yes. movie, but George was so insistent that it's only nine. They weren't willing to go against George's vision and they weren't willing to give JJ the episode 10. He very clearly But they needed. went against his vision the whole three episodes. According to him, yeah. they didn't yeah. go with any of his story. Actually, um, he they he watched Force Awakens and said, you got there's nothing new he right. wanted something new whereas we loved it because it, at least i loved it because it was nostalgic because there was such a big break between the movies that we loved and that movie and it was bringing a new generation mm-hmm. into what we loved. that's why i liked it because mm-hmm. of the nostalgia but george didn't like it because there was nothing new but then you get into um 
the second movie and it everybody was mad because it was it's so not different. enough like the others yeah, yeah. so yeah. It wasn't faster so intense. coming to the third going around the table if george was involved in the third do you think it would have been better for you no uh, i don't know you know, I, I like it how it is I, I mean, because you, you can sit here and nitpick and do that and change it in your mind. That's why we're but, here. But then, <laughs> but then it's you're you're gonna start hating it. Um, I think the more you just kind of turn your mind off and just enjoy it, that's where the enjoyment comes out of it. I Me, get that argument, what, but when you when you want to conclude a nine episode arc, you can't like bring in major characters like Palpatine and just have one line to try to explain how it happened. hundred percent. I, I yes. absolutely couldn't believe they just. In the in the scroll, that's how they reveal Palpatine. The dead speak. How? Like they don't mm-hmm. even explain how. They're just like he well, just the, it repeats turned out... verbatim the same line from Revenge of the Sith, which is also a little weird that he has that exactly memorized to that point where he can say it again to Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like he the... says it to all of his little young. Yeah. like hey, I have sentence here. A, a lot of this is a retcon of the stuff that maybe didn't work or had too much backlash in the Last Jedi. Yeah. And then the other half is trying to satisfy what JJ wanted to do with that sequel. So it's a little bit of two and three for him, but right, neither of it works well enough to just keep Snoke. You yeah. know, get rid of Palpatine, keep Snoke. That would make more sense to show the vat of Snoke's and like all the stuff, but he is still around. Mm-hmm. Or the and and I was I was okay with it, but it that frustrated me that there was so little setup for the Emperor to be back. He's not mentioned in either of the previous two films, and then all of a sudden he's back again as a major character. And um, it's really interesting to me that they it almost felt like okay, so Star Wars has always been cyclical. George Lucas was a big believer in history repeats itself it loops so i get that that they wanted to tie the emperor back in because he was such a part of the first six but tie it in but tie it in not just it was kind of like crammed in there at the well, end yeah and then try to sell us that this was the vision all along like yeah. you yeah. don't mention it for two movies no, no. and then all of a sudden yeah. it just kind of shows up I right mean, they mentioned like, it if you were streaming Fortnite at the right time exactly that one snippet from that one novel it's a it's a video game <laughs> Unrelated to Star Wars and Disney in any way. But then they but they had a huge speech. Thing, yeah. yeah, that you could watch on Fortnite. Can yeah. I use my swear? And they give you a free. <laughs> <laughs> you can cash it in whenever you'd like. Right, I'm going I'm to use it for this, all right? All right, Palpatine, right? That boy clapped ass. <laughs> Who? Who is the is the what? lady? So lucky there's the, lady. There's lucky the thing gal. too is that that comes into new new theories, new windows. But not only is Palpatine back, but Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Right. See, and that was another thing that was like everyone's like, "Oh, it's Kenobi's. No, it's she's a Skywalker. No, it's this. No, she's nobody." But then they're like, "Okay, we're bringing Palpatine back. We're going to make her a Palpatine." Yeah. I didn't see a lot of that kind of coming. Is anybody well, angry that she's a Palpatine? Yes. 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 I had a lot of people that just really wanted her to be no one. I did too. Yeah, but I identify nothing. as a Skywalker. But if, if you're gonna so, if you're gonna allow the Last Jedi to have any yeah. bearing on the on this last trilogy, you have to accept that she's a nobody. Mm-hmm. Again, the the whole trilogy, basically the the this last trilogy, I gave a seven 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 out of ten. There, they were, and they were all kind of disappointing sevens. So, yeah, there's always a begrudging odds, seven. Uh, especially the Last Jedi, but if you're going to validate the Last Jedi, then you have to honor yeah. that commitment because that's a huge character development. Point. Well, in, in the prequels, when they find Anakin, Qui Gon asks, "Who's the father?" Because he's trying to figure out he's got to be related to somebody somewhere that's got a strong. That's the only tie thing JJ did for win. Turn around and say, "Oh yeah, Palpatine." Created, you know, manipulated the midi chlorians and give right. the fans that out. But once but, they heard a name, nobody went. What's your last name, though? Yeah, I hated that but too. but Why like, there's so always last name suddenly. There's always that tie that you're related to somebody in the force, and the Skywalkers are strong as was she part of the Skywalker line. I love the idea that you didn't have to be tied to anybody. Yeah. To be a Jedi. Anybody could be Force sensitive. Anybody could be a Jedi or Sith or whatever. Anybody can be a superhero. Anybody can wear the mask. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the final shot of The Last Jedi with the kid that pulls the broom to him. Right, and we know nothing about the kid. That's what (laughs) I was just going to say. Where's that kid now? I want to know. I thought thought, you'll find me in a book. (laughs) Yeah, I thought them doing that and and having it end with that, that was going to show, yeah, she is a nobody. Mm -hmm. And everybody can have the Force. I mean, now look at Finn. And his question that he never got to at or tell her, right. and, you know, he has the force or not. Or I think 
He does. JJ I do too. Does. Yeah. JJ yeah. said that in a Yeah, he said that so, was the scene they filmed, but cut. Yeah. JJ's so, been saying a lot of stuff thing. filling in holes. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, sure, after the movie. Oh, no. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I, I he's, meant, he's going full JK Rowling on us, guys. Oh, no. You're going to explain. <laughs> you know, the oh, X Wings didn't really have toilets. <laughs> I like Space Wizard. <laughs> but it, it, it does leave a lot of hope that, like, you write your own destiny. You can mm-hmm. be someone special just by being who you are and then all of a sudden it's like well no not really because she's a palpatine yeah you're a palpatine no i'm I'm, a skywalker i'm I'm very heavily involved in fandom and i love reading fan fiction and if you go i was just browsing through early like 2016 star wars fanfic and somebody wrote a fic about ray being a palpatine and one of the tags on the archive of our own is crack treated seriously (laughs) and that's what how ray being a palpatine was considered four years ago was crack it was a crack theory. Nobody mm-hmm. actually thought they would go there. Yeah. No. I'm just really mad that Samuel L. Jackson didn't get brought back. Oof. I bet Samuel, so Samuel L. Jackson really <laughs> <laughs> I think he re- I think he thought until the movie premiered that he was coming back. <laughs> I really think he did. If the rumors are true, he did, in a sense, come back. They, well, there was some unverified the- random person that was like, you guys don't realize this. The ending would all the voices show up. They actually filmed the people. The actors were on set. I went so. through um, all of those yeah, voices I don't know and none of them are Samuel. No, no. Mace. Mace. I, I didn't yeah. hear Mace. Yeah. But someone's like, no, well, I heard it. I'm like, list. I didn't hear no mother. There, yeah, there's a list. list. <laughs> we all have smartphones. I'll look for it up. That. But I, I don't think that Mace was on that list. But um, was anybody like I the, the part for me in the movie and I did enjoy this movie and I still enjoy it. Um, but the part that I enjoyed the most that once it happened, I was just like, I mean, they could just cut it right now and I can go home. When they kiss? Is when Han Solo came yeah. back. Yes. Oh, yes. Love when that Han one. Solo, yes. Because for me, Solo and Kylo, if you look at their stories outside of the tantrums that they both throw <laughs> <laughs> um, in their storylines, I feel like their characters have the most growth. And when yeah. Han came back and had that moment with Kylo, for me, I just I was happy to see Han again. Um, and I feel that that moment was so great and, and it did, I think a moment like that would realistically change a person. Like if yeah. you've gone through anything bad and your dad comes back and talks to you, like in the Lion King, you're going to change. Val, don't forget though, that that Holy scene, crap, that scene is a lie. <laughs> they, they've established that scene to be a lie. I don't, I'm in my own world and I don't care about okay. your lies. Explain what yeah. you mean, Or JJ's yeah. lie. But isn't isn't the uh, JJ well, what you don't realize is uh, explanation for that? That's Leia, yep, building that construct for Kylo. So that scene mm-hmm. is a lie. Yeah. I now it, it, its effect on I, Kylo is legitimate, right? But yeah. Han didn't get to come back. Which why would he's? Well, I always wanted Han to be a little force sensitive. Truth be told, yeah. there's, there's way too much how, luck involved. I don't involved. care how <laughs> right. he got back. The this is the thing. So the way. thing about what you just said, the scene was still really is, good. Is what I want to tell people. So. In this room, there are nerds. What? What's the hate? Come on, we had a guy at the door for that. It's a compliment. She's right, guys. (laughs) She's right. There's a box of nerds on the table. There are nerds, and all of us are different level of nerds. I'm a surface nerd. I don't read a lot of the stuff that you guys read, but I also represent 90% of the people that bought tickets at Megaplex to see this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. which was what number worldwide or nationwide? Uh, five of the top fifteen. Nice, five, five of the, of the top, top fifteen. 15. Um, I, for me, as a fan, as a surface nerd fan of Star Wars, that was enough for me. It was enough from everything that I watched as a mm-hmm. kid. It was enough from I, at that moment to me was enough closure that I said, "I'm good." It was a nice emotional beat. You know, yeah. it was it was exactly when. And I'm going to bring Endgame up a couple times just because I. It was exactly when um, Pepper looks at Iron Man. Oh, don't yeah. say it! Don't say oh, it! That's God. the weepy line. I saw. Well, but the but line. she says you can rest now. Oh, that's the okay? weepy line. <laughs> and because it, it, for me, that's closure. That's if you and hi, I feel like for him, you know, this isn't a Marvel one, but like he also had this huge tran- transformation of character throughout, and he was fighting the whole time. Kylo was fighting this fight within himself. Mm-hmm. The whole time. So whether his mom made him come back or what not, he needed that. And I loved that scene. And I liked that he got to come back as a good guy. But I'm also really, really glad that he died. No, I'm not. 
I am. Hmm. I think Kylo. I don't think that he should have had a happy ending of living. I didn't want him. I don't. I didn't want him to have a happy ending. But I think when you when you redeem yourself after being the big bad the whole time, and then you die, like that's an easy out. I wanted to see him live and have to deal with the ramifications of who so he was. So you wanted to try to execute as a war criminal for see, blowing up yeah. three planets? Well, he, but like there's... I think it's a more interesting story if he turns earlier no, and I you have to see him deal with Okay, now I'm a good guy. Look at all the the mess that I made, and now how do I undo that? How do I make up for that? But instead, he made it's, up for it by giving his life to the person. I get that he it. Loved I get it. I like that. I get it, and it's great. But I think it's an easy out, and I think there's a more interesting story if he turns sooner. And I has to deal with during it. my second watch, I timed it, and I wasn't able to get the exact time, but it's less than I think. I think it's probably about ten minutes total screen time that Kylo has after he is redeemed with no lines. At all. Out. Well, after that, it's been... Ouch. It's been, been so, so long. No, Once the scar goes away, yeah. it's been... <laughs> Once the helmet comes off, it's all been under no, there. Whatever. Has anybody seen the Kylo fight scene that has the music from yes. Loose? That's <laughs> no. If you haven't, I have a group on Facebook that's called Utah Star Wars Fans. Um, you can ask to be in that group. Uh, but I posted it in there. And, and she might and let we'll you post it. We'll post it on oh, our we'll it on Facebook yeah. page. It's fantastic. Um, I, I just, I'm really happy... That he had that moment with his dad, mom, whatever the F. Um, and then I'm happy that he did have a chance to either choose himself or choose someone else. And he chose someone else. Um, for me, that that was that was fine. But I'm isn't just, it weird that we hear for six, seven, eight movies that bringing someone back from the dead is a power of the dark side. And then it's when he like turns back to the light that he brings someone back from the dead. Yeah, it's, oh, let's talk it's about it's saving somebody from co- from dying the whole reason why Anakin fell in the first place. So exactly. he really so did finish what his grandfather started. <laughs> why why do we have that as an ability in this movie? That's it's one of the stuff where it's like we we're talking about oh it's definitely giving you fan service, but it's not giving you story service. It's like, all John really Favreau's fault because he gave that power to baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> and they needed to bring that into the movie. No, you leave Baby Yoda out of this, <laughs> all right? Well, I think I it just Baby totally Yoda did not bring anybody back of, from the dead. All of Anakin's motives, all of his reasoning for what he's doing to be able to save lives. If there's been some text under his book, like a college textbook in the Jedi Council, he's like, oh, shoot, I didn't read that chapter. If he just read that chapter, <laughs> I guess he would have worked out. Yeah, he's like, I could have done what? Yeah, he's just in the suit. Just <laughs> but were there any boom mics in any of the scenes in the movie? No. All right. <laughs> we, all agree. <laughs> we all agree Babu that the freak. continuity of this last movie was not fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, well, I, I think it all comes back down to it just felt rushed. Yes. Like all these points that we brought up and talked about of things that we had issues with, I think if they would have had more time to flesh this out, we would have been okay with it. And but it not just fleshing like... them out in books or comics. Yes. Fleshing yeah. them out on screen. Exactly. Yeah, because us, sir, I'm not going to read those. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm that not. was what I right. spent most of my review talking about because mm-hmm. I couldn't get into spoilers because we were under embargo. And I got in trouble the last time I talked about Star Wars spoilers before a certain time. Oh, <laughs> that was you? That was me. <laughs> I heard about that. Yes, that was me. I'm sorry. Uh, if anyone's ever wondering why we get really long emails from Aaron about when we're allowed to talk about spoilers. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Aaron is the local Disney rep here. Yes. Um, I talked about this. Is that I don't... People who are willing... So I, I, we have to compare it to Marvel, of course, because Marvel's doing this too. 100%. People who are willing to watch a movie are usually willing to watch other movies. Right. And mm-hmm. people who are willing to watch a movie are usually willing to watch a TV show. That's not a right. huge ask. But when we're talking about completely switching mediums, talking about reading books, reading comics, you know, that's not for everybody. And the fact that, say, the, Ren and Fo- the, the Finn and Rose dynamic was completely solved in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's lame. That's le- never mentioned on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a problem. And I yep. see it as a real problem for storytelling and interconnected storytelling going forward because I'm, I consider myself to be a pretty hardcore nerd. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't read any of the comics. I don't have that time in my life. I made it through like one and a half of the Aftermath books. That's about as far as yeah, that. That's about what like, I got. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I read the, the Bloodline one. Yeah. It was... And, and that's just, a, yeah, though, mm-hmm. like, the, like, all the books aren't even that well written sometimes. Well, I haven't read it yet, but they have the new Kylo 
ran comic series out mm-hmm. and yeah. they kind of retconned the last Jedi and that he didn't actually burn down the Jedi yeah, temple. Exactly. Yeah. He, he just happened to be anybody. there when it happened. And, right. and that one talks about the Knights of Ren and how they've actually been around for hundreds of oh, years. The Knights of Ren do nothing. And that was a disappointment. Boy, in yeah, in the films they're stupid and pointless. I but, thought it was a disappointment. I was but like, yeah, if you oh, go man. back into the comics then they're like They're going full Boba Fett. Where, the guys and where they're making, they're taking this thing that they put in the screen that they gave precisely no development and developing it off screen. Phasma. In other texts, Phasma as well. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not a good way. Like, I think the Marvel model of the way they have, you know, the individual movies are mm-hmm. where all the story development happens, where all the character development happens, and then the team ups are just big fireworks shows. Like, that's pretty much the best way that you can do interconnected storytelling because. I can. T- I mean, we all look at the numbers for who saw Avengers to compared to who saw Iron Man, Iron Man Two, even just like the, that whole Phase One. Plenty of people went and saw Avengers that didn't know anything about it and still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have gone into this movie and really enjoyed it unless you at least had some knowledge. Hundred percent of totally Star Wars, and that just it feels almost like a failure of storytelling. Yeah, I feel well, like the the problem that uh, Skywalker had against um, Marvel is that the Marvel you know obviously they're the same company yet not the same company at the same time but with Marvel they had a full open book of really the only problems that they had is when are we going to have licensing rights to these specific characters at this right. specific time when they bought Lucasfilms um, I really think it was okay we respect the person that that made these films that put these stories together um, and now we need to make these films, but they're still thinking at the end of the day, are we going to hurt his feelings? Are we going to hurt the legacy? Are we, are we, mm-hmm. they should have just made the best movies that they should have made because they wanted to make the best movies instead of second guessing. Are we going to hurt the legacy? Are we going to hurt the saga? Are we going to hurt George Lucas's feelings? Because... George Lucas has hurt all of our feelings at one time or another, <laughs> <laughs> but we still love him and we still love star Wars. I mean, well, and the other thing you, they were worried about was, uh, the, um, amusement parks that they were building. Uh, they were worried about that as well. I mean, there was a lot of financial on this. So I yeah, get but that, but I don't parks, agree They weren't with worried that. about the story because they didn't make, um, they didn't make Galaxy's Edge or... Black Spire Outpost isn't part. It, yeah, that was it's their not, Yeah, but I mean, deal. in terms of, but if you hurt the Star Wars brand, then maybe I mean, not as many you people You say go. that, yet... Pandora World of Avatar is doing great and Flight of the uh, uh, Flight of Passage is, is one of the ride. is is probably one of the most uh, the biggest rides in all of Disney World. And they're so, going to turn yeah. that world right into Wakanda because they keep pushing um all the movies back and back and back and back. Yeah, they can't yet though. Give it a couple of years. Well, but they like legally they yeah, can also oh, in Florida. Wakanda that would be That would be pretty cool. Well, Wakanda's coming to El- to Anaheim, but yeah, we're getting Avengers campus. But, I mean, they're also trying to... They saw the backlash that happened with the prequels. So they're trying also to appease Star Wars fans. And mm-hmm. I say this as a fan. Fans don't know... Here's my one. Fans don't know what the hell they want. Star yeah. Wars fans are assholes. They have they are, no they idea what they want. They, Values mine, so it's fine. <laughs> so now we, we have cursed chits we can trade across the table. Is that where we're at? It's my oh, oh, it is it is on. We we are literally sitting here for how long is this podcast going to be? We have ten more minutes for this. Yeah, we are yeah. literally just sitting here complaining about Star Wars to one level or another, and we don't know what the hell we want. I mean, like, fans well, but, are the worst. We don't know what we want. Never ask fans what they want. Yeah, yeah you I, just you need to. I think. For me, and this is how I feel about movies, how I feel about business, and how I feel about um, raising your kids. You need to give them what you want them to have and be really confident about it, and then they will like it. If you give people options about what you think they want, they're not going to know what to pick. You make one dinner a night. You don't say, do you want all this plethora of food? Because then your kid is going to be like, well, I don't know what I want, but I know that that sucks, and that sucks, and that sucks. Exactly. Like, I'm a fan. I want you to give me something that you think is amazing, that you believe in, and I want you to be confident about it. And that's why I feel like Solo didn't go over well with audiences, because everybody was Mm wishy-washy, because even the studio didn't know if it was a good movie. I'll expand on that even more. Like, say you've got a week's meal plan, and this is a thing that this trilogy didn't have, was a plan, in my opinion, which is the thing that they needed most. 
someone that could spearhead all three, have a beginning, middle, end, because you're making a trilogy, not just one film, and that's where they kind of went wishy-washy. But if you don't have, like, a meal plan, you're ending up just taking them to fast food. And sure, that's cool in, like, the short run, but that's not nutritional. It's not something that's going to give you something that you need. And when you focus on, like, story, characters, like, plots, not just shoehorning characters in that have already been dead for a while. You can have a Snickers. And just <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah. Well, like, so one of the things that I definitely wanted to go ahead and, and say the most and whatnot is, you know, I've, as we've been saying that, that this movie hasn't really had a plan or anything like that, one of the biggest gauges that I wind up using is I've got three kids, and every single time we see a movie, I kind of look at them and see how their reaction was to everything. And the oldest is seven. After this movie, all of them were just like, oh, we don't really care. Like wow. they, and they oh, no. love Star Wars. They've been growing up with it as soon as, you know, as soon as Last Jedi happened, it was a whole new resurgence of toys. Dad, get me this. I want a rose toy, which I'm still pissed off about since I cannot find. Okay. I it's like, one. yeah, oh, please. <laughs> so it's like, it, it was one of those where they wanted everything that could happen. After this, they just sort of sat there and went, no, we're, we don't really care because, for them, they didn't like this movie wasn't for them. Yeah. It yeah. really wasn't for anyone. So they just sort of sat back and were like, oh, we don't really care. Let's go back and start talking about Endgame again. Yeah. You know, so my, my daughter was the same way with Force Awakens. So I bought a screening for Force Awakens because at the time I was making money. <laughs> Those I, had, were the days. I had my own business. I was making money and <laughs> I was like. really excited. I know, right? I have no idea. Um and so I bought a screening here at the Megaplex and we, it was like the Thursday before it opened at 10 PM. We had all the cosplayers out. We had a band here. It was just, it was amazing. I was even dressed up and my daughter was just kind of like, she thinks that Indiana Jones is Han Solo. And I quickly had to be like, no! <laughs> <laughs> she's more of an Indiana Jones fan, which I'm totally cool with. If R2 you're going to see three people um, on your hieroglyphs. Right. That's right. So, when she sat down and watched the film with me, as soon as Han died, she was like, I'm out. She didn't care. That's how then my sister was. She went back and saw this one, um, not with me, but her boyfriend's family bought her a ticket without asking. That's how you should parent. <laughs> um, and, and made her go. And she fell asleep during the movie because for her, it didn't mean anything. But then when she woke up and Han was there. So again, it's the characters that we were talking about. We needed more connection with characters. Mm. Yeah. Um, before we finish out this little section of it, I would like to go around the room because I don't want this to be a, like a whole hate episode. I really enjoyed <laughs> the film. I feel completed by what happened. There are many problems, but again, not enough for me to go back and be like, you need to remake the whole thing. I just want them to be done with this saga um, and move on. But um, I just kind of go around and say like a thing that you liked and a thing that you hated. If you can do that within like five minutes um, of those things. Um, again, I really didn't care for the spandex. I'm going to talk about that all the time. We're going to see so much of that. I just, I want them to, and I didn't watch the power Rangers, but I want them to fight. I want her in a power Rangers movie with whoever the power Rangers are. I don't even know. And I want them fighting because that's what she looks like. I wish they would have done more with Poe. Um, I think that I know this isn't Academy Award winning like anything except for the music and maybe the, the effects, but they have some great actors in this movie yeah. and they under yeah. it was the most underutilized acting I've ever seen. And mm -hmm. Poe is such a great character. Um, and I just wish they would have given him more in this movie and they didn't. Um, but I did really love I mean, the cinematography for me in this movie was fantastic. It wasn't as great is last Jedi for me. Um, that was like the best cinematography mm -hmm. out of these three. Mm -hmm. um, but I did, I, I really like how they did bring back a lot of nostalgia again in this movie, because I, as a, as a longtime fan, not a true fan, I don't like to use those, but as a longtime fan, um, I really liked the nostalgia that they brought back. And I felt like that bringing a lot of things back from day one movies all the way full circle for me, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I, I liked this movie. Um, one of the big fan payoffs to me is when Chewbacca got the medal, Han Solo's uh, medal. Yes. That, to me, because it brought it back to watching these when I was a kid and stuff like that. And I honestly, as a kid, looked up, why didn't Chewie get one? You know, And so that kind of did it, did it, and it closed the doors for me for everything for Chewbacca. Because, I don't know, that's what it was. I've, I've always loved Chewie, and R2 were like my two that I loved. 
And so having them in it and having them involved, I love the movie. I love the development of Kylo Ren. Um, he really helped this character of this movie did. So I, I enjoyed it. So um, Things that I liked, um, that trio hug at the end just gives me life. And as soon <laughs> as like cam versions of the gifts of that hug came online, I'm like, I never need to see this movie again because I've got that. Which <laughs> 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 just tells you how superficial I feel about this movie. Um, again, I agree that there were just such un- underutilized characters here and John Boyega and, and Oscar Isaac in particular have been very salty about how they feel about this movie and they are completely within their rights. Um, I also don't think it's a particularly good looking movie. I would say it's probably the least cinematic of all of the Star Wars movies, which is really a shame because usually JJ can be counted for spectacle if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who appreciated Star Wars up until The Force Awakens, where that was the movie that really made me into a Star Wars fan. Even as someone who hasn't been a a hardcore fan that long, I still felt very let down by the end. But now that I've had time to to think on it, I've moved on. I went to Galaxy's Edge like right after the movie came out because I wanted to go ride Rise of the Resistance and I wanted to see the new Star Tours. So I still love Star Wars and I'm looking forward to the new season of Clone Wars and whatever else we get out of them. I'm going to be total trash for the Cassian Andor series. Because <laughs> 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 Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, this is something that I said to you know the last Jedi haters. It's like it took me about two weeks to get over my, my extreme feelings about this movie. And now I've moved on with my life. And I still love Star Wars, even if I dislike that movie. Things Oh, things I liked about this movie. Um, the, the biggest thing is that I like the fact that... <laughs> I like the fact that... Uh, you can do it. I can. But I'm trying to do this the right way. Um, <laughs> no right way. Um, Reset. Uh, no. So what I liked is that JJ actually put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into knowing how to push the fans' buttons across the entire movie. Every there is not a scene that is not a callback, that is not a reference, that is not something specifically geared for longtime fans. And I hate the fact that that's all he did. He strings together all of these. Again, cute little things. And I'm going to compare it. I'm probably one of the few people that actually didn't like uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Because I thought it, I thought that was a bunch of really cool scenes that they got to the end and they got to the editing room. And I'm like, oh, damn, we have to try to make a movie out of this. And then they tried to string them all together into some semblance of a, of a film. And so that's what I hate. I love that J.J. knew exactly what buttons to push. And he pushed them all because you, you weep at points, you laugh at points, you recognize everything. But that's really, in the end, that's all it is. It's all this 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 fan base ephemera that doesn't really add up to anything. $12 word? You're welcome. I have a master's degree in English. <laughs> <laughs> I hope VA paid for that. <laughs> but no, that's that's where I'm at. It's just, it's it's there's a lot of effort. He put in a lot of effort that ultimately goes nowhere. And that's what I hate. So I appreciate his effort. And I bemoan the fact that it doesn't really accomplish much. He and Ryan Johnson. They're you know what? Besties. You know what? We'll, yeah, next segment. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought, please. Right. Uh, for me, one of the things that I actually enjoyed the most, and I realized that for a lot of fans that they didn't enjoy this part, I love the utilization of the Force. I love that through all three of I these movies, they have yeah, – see, there we go. Um, <laughs> they've utilized the Force in a different way. And yeah. the way that it's always been for me is that the Force is a tool that changes with – however it needs to actually work. So there was never a clear defined line of, oh, you can only do this with it. You can only do that. So being able to see different ways in how it was utilized, I stood back and went, I love this. I love everything about this because this opens up a whole new realm of storytelling and possibilities. And that's one of the things I've always loved about Star Wars is the fact that there are so many possibilities with it. So, yeah, it's like that. That is one aspect that I I sat there. I was not expecting it. So when it happened, you know, I'm I'm going to keep my I'm, I'm going to keep my little <laughs> swear candy and whatnot. But... <laughs> 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 right. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> give it. But yeah, I, 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 st- I stood up inside the theater and did the black thing. And... Damn! <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, he's black. 
hoping for Dappy if he was a white guy. Instead. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> they did utilize a lot of the force, like going into what the force is more in exactly. this movie. In the and, last movie, yeah, finally, yeah. and then and then you see a yellow lightsaber, and everyone's like, "What?" Yeah, I like the yellow so, lightsaber. I loved it when I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, I want to build that in Galaxy's Edge." I, I know they need it. They need it there. Uh, but that's not what I was picking for what I like. No, I did like the yellow lightsaber. No, that's it. You get half a portion. I love. I did love that that. We got the redemption of Ben Solo. I wanted that, and I think Adam Driver played it to perfection. I wanted more after that. Um, but I think what I didn't like is how much this movie undid everything in The Last Jedi, because I really, yes. really enjoyed The Last Jedi, and I wanted more continuity between those two films. Yeah. Um, for me, I loved the scene uh, with Babu Frick and uh, oh. <laughs> C-3PO. When, when 3PO says, I'm taking one last look at my friends, it was like, Wow, that one that was just a really really nice moment. Um, overall, and I liked did it. it. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was just was trailer fodder. That was the, that was like the Chew, the Chewbacca not being dead thing. Yeah, and they undid yeah. C three. I was like, yeah. what was the whole build? Well, they kind of partially brought him back. Yeah, it wasn't all the way back up to speed. But um, but the thing that I and I really enjoyed it when we saw it at the press screening. I'm not as big of a fan host movie. The more I think about it, the more I realize there are some real big issues with it. My main problem is it just felt rushed. It was just like, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. Here's a new character. We're moving to this place. And they didn't allow any time to breathe or let anybody catch up. Light speed skipping. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, they explained that. For that. Badly. What? In that. They'll explain in, it in, in that book. Explain in the book. We have a whole other segment. Yeah, coming. we do. We got to. We got to. Yo, here's the thing. I grew up with the prequels. There are so many things to love about the prequels and so many things to hate about the prequels. So this isn't difficult for me. Some of the stuff that I lo- like, Adam Driver's performance through all of it is a gift. Yes, He's the only yes. one whose character has a very strong arc who he just plays so well it, in every moment in The Last Jedi, Force Awakens, even in this, he's got an actual arc. I loved the Han Solo moment. I think I cried the second time watching it. Even though I liked the movie less, I liked that scene more. But I think I'll echo the same thing you guys have all said. It's just this this trilogy didn't have a set plan. And there were so many things that happened. We haven't really addressed the fact that you know Carrie Fisher wasn't around for this last one. And they had to do a complete revisit to the script. Mm-hmm. Alan Trevorrow wasn't involved anymore. And they had a plan that just didn't work. And you can't fault them for that. Because Are you blaming this you on Carrie Fisher? Well, Don't you dare. You're done. I saw that I didn't, <laughs> I saw I didn't have as much lines as the last film. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did the best that they could with this. And if you like what you said, turn off your brain. Go to it. For me, I love the Return of the Jedi movie. So... Part of me really hates the Palpatine's back, but that's just... All right. All right. Well, good discussion. Uh, We will be back with part two. We're probably going to stop here and take a potty We're going to go potty. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, come back next week for part two when we go into the whole saga. Thank you for listening. You can find us at moviesthatmakeus.com and uh, send your feedback to podcastmoviesthatmakeus.com and uh, we won't see you at the movies. You guys all get new swears for the next one. Yeah, new two <laughs> round of swears. Do we have carryover? If I didn't use my yeah, swear, do, do I get two? Yeah, do they, they roll over? They roll over. Yeah, you just sit in one half. Roll over a minute. I don't know. I have to sit on mine so I can give them to Val, but you can use two if you want. All right, bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.